Welcome to the Jesus and Everybody podcast, the show where we talk to everybody about the intersection of Jesus and their life story. My name is Andrew Ironside, and thank you for being along with us today for this episode. I'm very excited for our guest. This is Marjorie Reed. Marjorie is a member at Capstone Community Bible Church where I work. And I met Marjorie, I think it's now been over 13 years ago when I came on staff in 2008. I remember walking in on a Tuesday, there was a, a women's Bible study that she was a part of and her and a few of the other older ladies invited me over. They gave me some uh, coffee, some cookies, snacks. It just took some time to listen to my story and I, and I did the same with them. And that really began uh, an incredible friendship with some of these older uh, women from uh, our church who really have shaped my faith, have been a, an encouragement to my family, have prayed for us, have written us Christmas cards, baked us cookies, given wisdom to our children, and really encouraged my faith journey. My parents, I think, raised me right in, in the idea of respecting and loving and listening to our seniors, our elders, and, and I'm so glad that I, I took this advice. Without that, I would not have had the opportunity to really connect on this level with people like Marjorie Reed and to hear some of her stories. So I'm looking forward to you hearing some of the encouragement that she's offered to so many as well. She says she's nervous, but as you'll see, her humility, her laughter, her love for Jesus is exemplary and it's encouraging, and I hope that you'll be encouraged too. So without further ado, as part of the Jesus and Everybody podcast, this is Marjorie Reed. Well, welcome, Marjorie, to the Jesus and Everybody podcast. Yeah, I'm very pleased to be here, Andrew. Great. Uh, as I said, this is, uh, the, uh, you know, the heart of this is to really hear just some of our your story, to hear the intersection of Jesus in your life. And so I'll just let you start with that to jump right in, Marjorie, if you could talk a little bit about your upbringing and, and if faith had mm -hmm. a part to do with that and when you would say Jesus came into your life. Yes, I will. I wasn't brought up in a Christian home. My family didn't, were not churchgoers. But when I married John, we did get married in an Anglican church. And our first child was baptized in an Anglican church. And then maybe five or six years after he was born, we started going to this church. And uh, we, we, we became very involved in, in the church. And uh, we were persuaded to go to a um, Billy Graham crusade. I'm trying to think of the word crusade. Mm -hmm. And heard a wonderful message from him. And it made us realize that we, what we had been experiencing in our own church was not at all like as we experienced in the Billy Graham crusade. And we, we went forward and uh, our, our, our spiritual life was changed at that time. Then, unfortunately, about half a dozen years later, my husband died, and uh, my whole life changed. And I must admit that although I didn't, I never did stop going to church. I certainly drifted away in my faith. Mm -hmm. And I remarried ten years later. And then, when we retired, we started going down to Florida for the uh, winter months, and our Sunday service for the time that I was there was, um, how can I say, guided, I suppose, by retired missionaries who lived in a missionary village in Bradenton. 
and they came to our church every Sunday. They also conducted a Bible service, and my faith was renewed down there to, to this glorious feeling one knows when they are walking side by side with Jesus Christ in their life. And so when I came back to Toronto, the last time after we sold our place, uh, we, I realized that I could never go back to the Anglican church, that I had to find something that would keep me uplifted. And uh, fortunately, I was led to Westmount Park Church and heard Werner's first message, and I knew that I had found my home. And I've never been happier and never felt closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, ever before in my life. And I'm just so thrilled with it. That's really a capsule. <laughs> no, thank you for sharing that, Margie. And and that's where, you know, we, our stories cross paths because we met. I was hired on as the youth intern at what mm -hmm. was Westmont Park Church in Etobicoke here in Toronto. And uh, I remember very early on, like one of the first weeks being there, walking in, I think it would have been a Tuesday and you had oh, yes. the group there with the ladies mm -hmm. and Bible uh, study. Mm -hmm. the Bible study. I know you're not supposed to say you have favorites, especially in the church, but I remember yourself, yourself and Mark Tugan pretty early on became my oh, favorites. Very, <laughs> very close friends. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You were, and you were very kind to me because you, you asked me about my story. You took the time to listen to a young youth pastor trying to find his way. But I remember just that being such an encouragement to me and the cookies, of course, and the coffee. Uh, <laughs> but, we always enjoyed talking to you, Andrew. Yeah, I remember that. That was that was very early on. That was I remember saying to, you know, even some friends of mine that such it's a really special group of people that I'm. Yes, I'm upstairs in the office working, but to come down and uh, just to to hear some of your stories and that was very impactful even early on for me. And I had a question actually for you around that. You know, that's, I think that's one of the great things about our church is that we have quite a, a wide age group of people and we can yeah. learn a lot from each other. Uh, but that's not always the case, whether it be in church or even in our culture. I would just like to ask you, you know, what benefit is there to having old and young together as part yeah. of a church and how does that influence our faith? Well, I, I think for one thing, we're, when we're involved with so many age groups, um, we try and keep, I'm 96, nearly 96 now, but uh, being involved with younger people, it keeps you younger. And, and you see these, these young people grow, well, as, as we did with our, our young people. Remember I told you about uh, two, two February the 14th, two years ago, when I got a little red heart, from this uh, little boy that said, uh, thank you for praying for me, mm. John. And I have been praying for him ever since. Mm. And that makes me feel so close to the young people because I, uh, I just pray that John will be brought up in a Christian home. And when he's old enough to take Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, he will. And that's what I pray for him. Yeah. It's not common to have that. You know, where else do you have an opportunity where someone who's two and someone who's, uh, how old did you say? 96, Marjorie? I will be 96 in August, a few days after you are. Andrew. That's right. We're both August <laughs> birthdays. It's a good month to be yeah. born. That's and I, right. And uh, 96 is a good young age for sure. Um, <laughs> but you're right. Just that you get this card from him, this two-year-old that he made in the Sunday school 
Oh yeah. It's a blessing to you, but in turn, you're praying for him. You know, this, and this makes me think I couldn't help but talking today without asking also about uh, our friend, Mark Tugan, who just passed away. Yes. Well, I guess it's almost been a year now. It's hard to it believe. It will be in March, uh, this month, this month. Was it I March? Don't, I don't re- yes, it was March. Don't remember yeah. what date, but I know it was March. Hard to believe, eh? A whole year. Um, yeah, well, wait till you get my age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You feel, you feel like about six months is one year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to bring her up because one of the last Aww. memories I have of her was at the service before COVID and our kids, we came in for the Sunday service and our kids were not having the best morning and fighting and <laughs> we were stressed and tired and we walked in the door <laughs> and there was Mark Tugan sitting in a chair and she called Ruby and Gordy over one at a time and spoke to them each for about a minute and just said, you know, you're very loved and we're praying for you and your parents do love you as even though they're not perfect. <laughs> and, <laughs> and our kids did listen, you know, they're, they're kids, they're young, but they, I oh, could tell yes. they really were listening and they took it in and she held their hand. And uh, that just meant so much to me to oh, have, I'm I said, sure. where else would I'm I, sure. you see this to an no, older no, woman who, whose faith is so encouraging to be oh, just yes, speaking a had, few words to our yes, children. She was, she, yes, she had a love, wonderful faith and a wonderful, fun, wonderful way of expressing. It was just one. But I must tell you, speaking of Ruby, I loved to see her dancing in front of the, the, the bandstand. I just loved it. I really did. I think everybody else did too, Andrew. It'll be good to come back together, won't it, and see the kids dancing yes. there. And- yes, it will. Now, this is this really is about your story, and I do want to hear more, but because her name did come up, I wonder if you could just take a minute for those who might listen to this who never got the chance to meet Mark Tugan. Mm-hmm. What, would you mind saying a few things just about her uh, and her mm-hmm. faith and why that why she was so loved in our church family? Well, she has she has such a gentle way with her, Andrew. This is what I remember so much about her. And when she prayed, I don't think I've ever heard anybody pray as as beautifully or so as sincerely as she never I can't remember anybody she just had a wonderful way Mm -hmm. and I can't say it anymore really about her other than I just loved her dearly Mm -hmm. and we were such close friends for really a very short time in our life when you think about it because uh, it was just the, the about the last 10 years or so where some of the people, other people in the church, the uh, Pennycats, for instance, mm-hmm. knew her so so well and for so long. And speaking of the Pennycats, I always will say that when I first walked into Westmount Park Church, the very first face I saw was Don Pennycat. And I know mm-hmm. I've always remembered that. And he immediately took me over and introduced me to Joyce, mm-hmm. his wife, and Margaret Tugan as well. And Margaret Rose. I don't know whether you remember Margaret Rose. Maybe she was a bit before your time, yeah, Andrew. Yeah, I think so. Yes, yes. She was another, another lovely lady. Mm-hmm. But it was all this lovely group of people all sitting in the back row. It was, uh, and uh, I ended up sitting with them. So it was, it was lovely. Can you speak to that too? That's, uh, you know, it's so encouraging to hear that. I, I think that would be some people's experience, a very positive one. But I, I, I think also many people would say they don't feel like church is a place where they would be welcomed 
so kindly oh, like that. Oh. You know, what, what would you say, I guess, to maybe even younger people who m- might be, might feel as though they wouldn't be welcomed in a church? Oh, if it's a, if a, if it's a church, anything like capstone, they, everybody is welcome. We just, I just know that you as a pastor, you just love the young people, Andrew, and, and the work you've been doing. And, and our church would just have open arms to anybody that walked in the door. I just feel that sincerely. And how does our faith play into that? Again, for those who are listening who may not call mm-hmm. themselves a Christian or but follow Jesus, what is it about followers of Jesus that makes them want to be pe- people of love, of, of being a welcoming kind of people? Well, I think possibly it's the fact that you have, you feel that, certainly I do, that you have so much to live up to, that you, you're, you're reaching all the time to be as good as you can possibly be, as blessed as you can possibly be by, by this wonderful experience in your life. And I can't yeah. think of anything else more to no, say about great. it, really. That's mm-hmm. great. I have another question, Marjorie, around just, you know, the way that God has made us. I was actually just talking to someone else before talking to you here. You know, it's amazing that the way that we're all so different and some people are discouraged by that, that they're not like someone else. And yet, as we read in the Bible that Jesus talks about how we are, we are all given different gifts. We all have a role to play in this life to, mm-hmm. to build others up, to be an encouragement, both within the church and in the community around us to share the hope we have. How, how would you say you see God using you in your life, uh, you know, in the past and maybe even currently to be mm-hmm. an encouragement to others? I don't really see God using me, Andrew, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. But uh, because when I think of my family who are other than one granddaughter who who is uh, reaching, I, she's just reaching. She hasn't she hasn't gathered it in yet, but she's reaching. Um, the rest of my family is are not churchgoers, as you know, are not believers at all. Mm. I really, I, I really can't answer that. I'm sorry. No, no, I appreciate you being honest, and I, I, you know, you've shared that with me before, and it's, I think it's hard because we, our, our faith in Jesus is so, it's everything, you know, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's most it's important thing in your most life, most important thing in your life, and those that you love in your own life, um, and it's not that we're perfect, and it's not that we don't have oh, questions no. or doubts, but, but you just, you just wish that they might mm-hmm. have that, have same. this wonderful experience. Yeah. yeah. Do you find yeah. it hard to talk to family about Jesus? Uh, I don't. To be very honest, Andrew, I don't. As I told you one time, both my boys did go to church to the Anglican Church to, till they were 17 years old. Both were very involved with singing in the junior choir and and young peoples and this and that. Yeah. Nothing stuck. Nothing. Nothing. And I, I and and I blame John and myself because I can't remember if we ever sat down to, with them and told them that about the Billy Graham experience we had and the joy that was brought into our life. I don't remember. I'd like to think we did, but I don't remember that. And I feel very guilty about it, to be honest, too. Yeah, thanks mm-hmm. for sharing that. It. it you know, we do carry guilt. Oh my, yes. Could, could have done, and you know, you, you mentioned before that you don't feel you couldn't think of a way God would use you. I, 
I would say, honestly, just again, the encouragement that you've been to me and my family at the church, the way you've kindly prayed for us and said hi and greeted us, you know, that that's real life. That's where people encounter God's love, I think, oh, is through yes. these interactions day to day. It's it's easy to look at someone up at the front, someone doing something in the spotlight, but it's the individual people. And, you know, the Bible even tells us that when we stand before God, it's often the, the, the those who are considered least, as it were, and I'm not saying you're the least, I'm just saying that people who might think, well, what did I really do compared to so-and-so? Actually, God mm. looks at those things. He looks at the, mm. the humble faith of individuals and, and exalts them and lifts them up. And yeah, I just, I, I really just want to say that you really have been an encouragement to me personally oh, and wonderful. to my Thank children you. and my wife. And mm -hmm. I speak all the time about the, the senior <laughs> ladies of Capstone and, and the influence <laughs> they've had on my life. Thank you, Andrew. Well, just a couple more questions. I won't go too mm -hmm. much longer, but who would you say, Marjorie, are some of the people who have shaped your faith, who have helped you love Jesus more? Do you mean since I've been with just, Capstone or just, prior? No, even just later, earlier in life, just as you think of, mm -hmm. of, kind of well, people the Bill, who might have the Billy, pointed you. Yes, yeah. uh, my cousin, actually, uh, she was a, a born-again Christian and was, attended a Queensway Baptist Church oh, maybe 50 or 60 years. She's gone now. She's she died at 97 she's been mm -hmm. gone about three or four years but she was a wonderful christian person and she was the one that persuaded john and i to go down to the billy graham crusade because it was never even mentioned in our church that mm -hmm. he was even in in toronto and that this cr crusade was going on and i remember irene almost begging us to go down with her Mm -hmm. And the three of us did go down. And we both, as I said, all three of us went forward. But she was a she was an influence, really, in my life. When mm -hmm. I think about it now, wonderful, wonderful mm -hmm. girl. Yeah, that's great. Is there anyone else mm -hmm. that comes to mind? Well, those uh, two last pastors down there in that, uh, in that little uh, spot in Florida where we spent 15 winters actually and the last two pastors were a wonderful man and all oh, the the their messages were just oh just move very very moving and their bible studies as well and i remember when we stopped going down to florida we sold our little place i wrote to the last pastor pastor fred his name was kowalchuk pastor fred kowalchuk i remember that mm -hmm. And I wrote to him and, and thanked him and told him that I really had reasserted myself and reaffirmed myself with Jesus Christ because of him. And I really think I did, too. Yeah. My voice is breaking. You know that, don't you? Oh, you're doing great. Do you, can, I, can you do a couple more minutes? I'm almost done here. It's all right. Yeah. I'm just getting a little weepy. No, I, I appreciate it. It's, it's, you're, you're being honest and vulnerable, and, it's, and I hope people are encouraged by what you're sharing. When do you feel closest to Jesus, Marjorie? Well, all the time, quite frankly, because um, so many things, he kind of pushes me and reminds me to do things. For instance, this, this is a small thing, but I was all set to call you, and I happened to, to, to remember that I had to make sure I had the right phone. Do you remember? Because <laughs> yeah. the other phone didn't work. Yeah. Well, I was picking up the wrong phone. 
And all of a sudden this came to me and I knew that that was Jesus prompting me. I just Mm. knew it. Mm. (laughs) So you're talking about these little promptings that you might get that you feel like God's presence is there uh, with you. Yes, yes, yes. All all the time. Really all the time. Mm. I fairly, but I think the, the first thing in the morning when I get up, I spend my time, what I call my quiet time, and the, the things that I read, and then the little Bible uh, verses that I read every morning, and then my prayer, and that's the, that's the most wonderful time of my day, really, first thing in the morning. Yeah, five minutes after I get out of bed, I'm sitting here right where I am now. <laughs> that's fantastic. So that's 12, yeah. 12.05 then? Uh, how how about uh, about uh, 5:45? Oh, okay, not 12. I thought you slept until noon. <laughs> no, no, that's halfway through my day. That's right. Well, I have two little kids that get up similar time to you. If you'd ever like to babysit. I oh know. yes, yes. <laughs> that's funny. Yep. Uh, so oh, that yes. morning time you find important. Oh, it's um, wonderful. I it's yeah. wonderful, and I get very emotional when I'm. Uh, uh, saying, saying prayer, my prayer, very emotional. Hmm. Tears, <laughs> tears running down my cheeks. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. wow. but it's wonderful, lovely, yeah. wonderful experience. And do you have set things that you write down that you pray about, or do you kind of pray what's on your heart? Is it a bit of both? Yeah. What, what for someone well, who's listening it, that might not a, know about prayer? What do you, how do you? No, go about it's doing almost that? a. a it's almost a set thing, unfortunately, with me. And I remember reading years ago, but somebody said, "Don't don't say your prayers like it's a grocery list, mm-hmm. you know, this and this and this." Well, I'm afraid I almost do because I want I want to pray for my, well, thank God for what's going on with the vaccines and so on like this. Mm-hmm. And then I pray for my family. Then I pray for my church, and then I pray for here. You yeah. see. Yeah. And it's just, it's a routine with me. Yeah. And I feel kind of badly about it because sometimes I think, well, you're not really spontaneous. But uh, it's its the way I feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's great. I, I don't imagine God cares in the least whether we write it down or we have a routine or not. It's its the heart, right? It's, exactly, exactly. It's the heart yeah. of our prayers. Oh, that's, yeah, that's great. Uh, almost done here, Marjorie. Um, but right. I, I know that, again, if those who might be listening, there is comments that people will make, you know, they'll say, I respect your Christian faith. But at the end of the day, that's for you. And it's not for me. And Jesus really doesn't have any bearing in my life. But my question is, what what might you say to a younger person listening here, a student, you know, who who's mm-hmm. just wondering about life and meaning and the pain and the hurt they see in the world around mm-hmm. them and death and and they wonder, you know, is who is this Jesus? Uh, what would you say to them? Well, I would say to them to listen very carefully as as their a teacher or a, an advisor is talking to them about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because if they if they believe in him and love him, they can't go wrong in their life. Somehow he'll always triumph over everything else. Mm. And that's about all I can say. Thank you. And you, you can you can say pass on this question. You would, you'd shared at the start, um, having lost your first husband, and, and just the, the hardship that that brought, mm-hmm. rocking your life. Again, people, especially during this COVID year, I think, 
more than ever aware of of suffering and and it does cause people to question god and and they might ask you know where where are you in this uh, i wonder mm-hmm. did you did you have no, I, a similar experience and yeah no what? i never i never questioned strangely enough andrew i never i never questioned and this is why when I, I think my life changed so much going out and tr- finding a job because I hadn't worked the whole time John was was alive and our two our two children. But going out and getting a job and getting out into the business world again, it was um, it, it was very uh, I I don't know how to explain it. Uh, not it was difficult, but I, but everything seemed so different. Mm-hmm. with my life and i i just felt like i was drifting away from my faith and this is why when i got back when we retired well i i was a widow for 10 years so and unfortunately although he was a very good man a very fine man he was not a believer he did believe in the supreme being you've mm-hmm. heard the alcoholics prayer the, the supreme being mm-hmm. but uh he he was not a believer but i just I was just so grateful when I got back, when I went, well, not back anywhere, but when we went down to Florida and found this little park, and I was told it was a religious park, strangely enough, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be just that, this, uh, these wonderful pastors coming in and, and uh, leading us on Sunday, and, and if there were sick people in the park, they would come and uh, administer to them, and it, the whole experience, I was just so grateful to get back to my 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 faith and this wonderful feeling that I I everybody would get when they know that they're close to Jesus Christ hmm. and uh, as i say i just when i came back from uh, the south i knew that i could never go back to st paul's hmm. i knew that i i had to find some other church and uh, as i said i found westmount park church yeah well, I'm I'm sure glad that you did, <laughs> and it. it, it <laughs> I am so glad and so grateful too. that I did too. It really has been an encouragement, and I really appreciate you taking the time today to share some of your story and what God has put on your heart. And I, I really believe, Marjorie, that this is important. I, you know, that if there are people listening, and especially younger people. Although I guess everyone's younger that's listening. But <laughs> Everybody's younger than me. I guess so. Right. Am I allowed to say that? Jenny, yeah, uh, except Jenny Grudy. She's right. the only one that's not that's younger right. than me. So she won't be encouraged, but everyone else will be encouraged listening to this. <laughs> I would I like to will. think so. Yeah, it's, yes. I, I think it's very important. So thank you for sharing for your story. Just one last question mm-hmm. uh, off the top of your head. Is there a, a favorite hymn that you have uh, or song that you've sung in church that is particularly meaningful to you? Mm. No, not not at the moment. I can't think at the moment. I, Andrew, I really can't. I have, uh, uh, when I'm sitting down to breakfast, I put on a CD that Margaret Tugan gave me. It, it plays for an hour, and mm. it's got one wonderful hymn after another. Mm. And I can't tell you one of them. Oh, were, were you there when they crucified our Lord? That's one of them. I always think of the one that they played at the Billy Graham crusade, just as I am. Do you remember that? Have you ever heard that one? Just as I am. Do you know the words? Just as I am, I come. That's all I I can remember because that's what they played as everybody was walking down to the front. 
That's there were right. thousands of people there, and about a thousand people went forward. That's right. Mm. And I guess that is taken from when Jesus says to, to the crowd, you know, come to me all who are weary, heavy laden, I'll give mm -hmm. you rest. It's this idea of coming just yes. really as you are to Jesus. And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, don't believe that. They think I, I might need to dress up nice or get my act together mm -hmm. before walking through those doors or saying that prayer. But I guess that reminds us, like you said, that you just, no, you just come to Jesus in your humility just and your the brokenness. Just the way you are. Just the way you just are. Just the way you are. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's very gracious yeah. to receive us when we do. Yes, you bet. Great. Well, thank you so much, Marjorie. Uh, this has been thank, a real thanks pleasure. For, thanks and, for including uh, me, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. And we'll talk to okay. you soon. Okay, you bet. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.